1: The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the
2: saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win.
1: Their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before.
2: Take me to Flavortown.
1: Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkins. I know what
2: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the (laughs) nose test did? not
1: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map.
2: It's just turned into a
1: gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com.
2: Power 2! the center and Saint right here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fan. Will Darkens here with you. No Luke Anderson. He is in Mexico for the next two weeks uh, doing God knows what. Usually if the Anderson family and boys are traveling somewhere, they're doing it hard. Hard! They're a hard family, dude. He went to Alaska a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and they did it for Summer Stolstice. Okay. Um... Mm. So, um, Is that what it's called? Summer yeah. solstice? Yes. That thing where it's like light out during the night?
3: Yeah. Well, summer solstice, yeah, is the longest day of the year.
2: Oh, is that it? Yes. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. And he even talked about it when he came back, so.
3: And so, yeah, in Alaska, yeah, you're going to have a whole heck of a lot of daylight up there.
2: I am not a strong listener. Uh, Coming up in this hour, uh, a dude retired from football who I viewed to be one of the most exciting college football players. I've never seen, I want to ask you guys 5032501080 on the fan text line. Who is a must-watch guy that you saw in college football history that you were like, I just gotta to get to the TV right now and watch that guy. I gotta do it. Uh also we'll have some more sound from Damian Lillard's presser he had yesterday at the USA basketball practice. Uh, where basically he sort of denied that uh, those rumors were short. Well, he said the rumors were false that Henry Abbott put out there from uh, True Hoop, but um, it sure kind of sounded like he uh, also had his foot halfway out the door. So, you know, read into that what you would like. But I wanted to start this hour off because I put a poll question up. I did watch this morning Space Jam 2. Mm-hmm. Wow, you got up early then. Yeah. I watched it. It, I will tell you right now, it sucks. It's not good. Uh, If you're an adult and uh, you're not much into cartoons or uh, you're not a fan of LeBron James, don't watch it. If you're a Blazer fan, it's worth just skimming over everything for the first hour and 20 and getting to the Dame part uh, because it's pretty good. And he's kind of funny in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, his character Kronos, his ability to slow down time. Ooh. That was pretty good. Make it daytime. time. Dame time, he did do that. Yeah. Uh, so that was fine. But as we said in the first hour, uh, it was basically just a huge commercial. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a bunch of stuff for Nike. Uh, it was also a self-promotion by Warner Brothers. Like, they just promoted all their old movies and, like, ones that are coming up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, hey, man, whatever right. you want to do. Right. Uh, it was also one for Nissan. Um, there was a couple for Samsung. There was some uh, Beats by Dre. I mean, there was just a lot. I can right. go back and...
3: Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Let me silence my Samsung Galaxy S20. That's
2: right. <laughs> LeBron James here, and I'm trying to find my son in this uh, alternate universe. The Microsoft Surface tells me (laughs) that my son is this way. If we follow Microsoft Surface's coordinated map, (laughs) might be able to get there. In this car powered by Nissan. Yes. Thank goodness for the Nissan Murano. So anyway, uh, it's not a good movie. You should watch it, though, if you have kids that are basketball fans, because it's kind of fun. I'm sure it's on
3: HBO Max for the next, uh, what, now 29 days. So I'm sure yeah. we'll probably watch it at least probably 29 times in the next 29 days.
2: Yeah, dude, watch it. It's fun. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a fun movie. And, you know, I'm trying to get used to it. I don't know if I told you this or not, but I'm having a kid. I, I You had not told me,
3: but I was privy to that information. And congratulations, by the way.
2: Thank you very much.
3: Yeah.
2: I just hit that sound myself, by the way. It's okay. Yeah. When, uh, when, when is the wife due? September 14th. Okay, cool. So we're coming up here. Right on. And actually, as I was watching the movie, I kind of had to put myself in that mindset of mm-hmm. like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to do this now. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to watch the kids' movies. Oh, yes. And I'm an extreme movie cynic. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I tried to put myself in the mindset of a kid and watching it. And I also tried to put my mindset into like the type of movies that I watched Uh as a kid that I had to drag my parents to. Like, dude, I dragged my mom to the Pokemon movie. Oh, God bless her soul, man. Because that thing is horrible. Yeah,
3: I will say at least these days, I think they're trying to help cater to the parents a lot more in the kids Mm. movies. Mm -hmm. So they're not quite as excruciating. As, as they used to be in the past.
2: But. And there is some of that in Space Jam, too. A couple yeah. of... Uh, I mean, they're not explicit references, but they're like adult references where you're kind of like, ah, yeah. oh, that's kind of funny. You right. um, and, you know, LeBron James kind of makes fun of himself a little bit in it. Like, you know, uh, I think Bugs Bunny calls him Cleveland a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is funny. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, this got me thinking with the poll question here. Is there a sports movie you enjoyed as a kid, but watching as an adult, it's soured, meaning... You liked it as a kid, but as you watch it as an adult, you're kind of like, boy, this movie sucks.
3: I can't really think of any sports movies from when I was a kid.
2: You got any just movies?
3: Uh, the one that came to mind was The Last Starfighter. I watched that movie a bunch as a kid. and The Last be- Starfighter? The Last Starfighter. It's from like 1984. Uh, and I think maybe the most famous person in that was like Robert Preston. Uh, who, <laughs> the hell, there he is. Yeah, yeah. Robert Preston. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's a, this kid and uh, I guess he's a teenager and mm. that, you know, uh, he's loves playing this video game and something weird happens and he winds up finding himself like they come to visit him and say that he has to go help save the galaxy. And the aliens. Yes. And, uh, uh
2: we, Yeah. These look like reptiles. Yes.
3: The, the special effects don't live up terribly well mm-hmm. from 1984. But uh, yeah, I loved that movie as a kid. And, and these days it's just doesn't quite hold up.
2: A couple of people on Twitter responded, uh, one that I liked quite a bit. I got to find it here and do my little scrolly scroll, uh, deal came in with Rudy. Uh, and I've heard that one quite a bit from, um, many people, not even just really on this subject that people say, like, when you go back and watch Rudy, knowing what you know about Rudy Rudebagger, yeah. Yeah. which is one, uh, many people from the team say he was an a-hole Yeah, which like. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't everybody in a whole college? Uh, I'll give yeah. him a pass. Yeah. But uh, also to like that whole thing really didn't happen. Like Rudy, Yeah. Rudy, a
3: lot of it. Yeah. Greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Yes.
2: That maybe you had like a small student section that was doing it because they like wanted to laugh at him or something. So anyway, I've heard that one a lot, uh, Rudy, that just like you go back and watch it as an adult knowing what you know, and it's just kind of like, oh boy, this isn't really what I thought it'd be. Yes. Uh another one was Rookie of the Year. Yeah, see that I was a little old for that one. That was a little behind me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Rookie of the Year, uh, I remember Uh, you know, I haven't gone back and watched it, but I do remember thinking as a kid that like rookie of the year was a legit awesome movie because I thought the whole concept of like, if I destroyed my elbow and somehow it gave me the power to throw heat. Yeah, that's pretty dope,
3: right? Yeah. The whole rookie of the year angels in the outfield, the sandlot, those were all just like, just right behind me. Yeah. That was just a touch old for all of them.
2: But you know, something about Sandlot, I think, which is good because I have watched Sandlot, not super recently, but I remember watching it in uh, my late twenties with some buddies. And um, I remember thinking to myself, and I hate baseball by the way, but like, I remember (laughs) thinking, you know, this movie still today for adults has a really good message to it. Yeah. Like it, it has that idea of if you're a kid and you love sports, There's a certain type of innocence you just don't want to lose. Mm -hmm. You lose it. It happens. Uh, What once was fun then becomes responsibility. Uh, What once you thought was a really big deal becomes a small chapter, even just a paragraph in your life. Yes. But it's like remembering those small interactions you have with people, whether it was the blind guy on the other side of the fence or the, the dudes who brought you in on their sandlot and everything. Like it was about the small interactions and really cherishing them in life, and right. I think that that's that's where you can get really good lessons out of sports movies, and they can stay with you even though they suck. It's like you take that with you as an adult, and you want to show it to your kid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and that one—that's one that it's—it's, it's, I believe, has held up well over the years too, because yeah. it was set, you know, in a bygone era, a period piece. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wasn't it set like in the 60s or something? I thought uh, it wasn't the whole movie, you know, the guy remembering his childhood and Wendy
2: Peppercorn. Oh, right. Wendy. Pe- oh, yeah. I forgot about Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, that is not safe for today. <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> Uh, somebody else mentioning. Where did I say? Oh, hey, uh, Ralph and Gresham said uh, that he loved Last Starfighter. Yeah,
3: I I did too. It just doesn't hold up very well. It's a good kid movie,
2: but yeah, yeah. Well, sci-fi movies. I'll tell you what, though, sci-fi movies. It's really difficult to do because it is like a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Now there are like there are some directors nowadays that are really like catching on to the whole idea that you don't have to be a prisoner of the moment in sci-fi. And I will point directly to ex machina like that. movie. I've not seen that yet. Oh, watch that. Yes,
3: I've wanted to, sometimes it's tough to get the wife to, you know, agree to watch something. And I don't have a whole lot of solo TV time.
2: (laughs) I will tell you this, that movie will hold up, hold up like incredibly well through the years because it doesn't rely so much on, uh, you know, special effects though. There are special effects in it. It doesn't rely so much on that as it does like the creepy existential questions that sci-fi movies bring up, which is like, who's human, who's not what's existence. What isn't right. How much should technology rule your life? But Mm -hmm. so anyway, keep those coming in. We will uh, visit them maybe at the end of the show, but coming up next, a football player, someone who's very exciting, uh, retired this week. He was lightning on the field. Who was a college football player you just had to watch whenever he was on TV, whether it was recently or when you were a kid? 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. This is the Sitter and the Saint, a Will and Rust
0: edition on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we
1: conclusively Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
0: and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: No look today, just Will. And rust. Chilling. So, uh, hmm. No
0: Catch. Okay. Juice.
2: KD, you cheese butt. Where LeBron is. KD, LeBron, he gonna yam on you. Code You know, I'm gonna watch Norbit.
3: Underrated flick, I believe. Everybody,
2: everybody oh, hates oh, on Norbit, but I dude. get laughs out of it. Don't. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about Ted Ginn. <laughs> Let's Retiring. talk about Ted Ginn. Yeah, I seriously, like, don't. I've touched
3: a nerve, haven't I? I? really,
2: like, this sounder right here. You know, I'm going to watch Norbit. That set off a firestorm on this show.
3: <laughs> it <hit.
2: laughs> Marcus Greaves was in here for some reason, now working uh-huh. at Coin6 as a sportscaster yes. along with AJ McCord. Hi, Marcus. And uh, we asked him, like, what was he going to do for the weekend at the very end of a show? Uh-huh. And, you know, you'll see it coming up here next. It's going to be, uh, or not next, at the end of the show, 1045, um, What to Watch, where we just talk about, hey, what are you going to watch this weekend in sports and outside of it? And we were like, what about you, Marcus? What are you going to do? You know, I'm going to watch Norbit. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) what? And he was like, you know, I'm going to watch Norbit. (laughs) And I had to, like, process that for a second because I've watched, like, 15 minutes of Norbit Uh and um, I I just, I felt stupid. Uh And look, I really hate to say this movie. There's some good, I know. I know. And I, and I hate to say this because you've just admitted to me that like you liked it like relatively well. And I feel bad, but like, I felt like I was having my brain fried (laughs) watching even just 15 minutes of it. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, good times.
2: Good times, bro. times. Ted Ginn. He's retired. Wow. Old Teddy Ginn. Ted was yeah. uh, let's see, yeah. I think he was on New Orleans last. Let's see. 14 seasons in the NFL. He was 36. Wow. This past season. Uh, let's see here. Uh oh, he played for Jim Tressel over at Ohio State. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, oh, he was with the bears. That's it. That's what I was trying to find out. So he was with the bears this last season, Ted Ginn retiring this past week, uh, from football. Now, the reason I bring this up is just because I was a, uh, teen preteen of the two thousands, the two thousands. If you are a college football fan was all about Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Uh, at the end of it, Tim Tebow and about what's up with the pac 10 and how are they getting so many great recruits from California? And, uh, you had a little bit of Vince young mixed in there and, um, you know, a part of it that I feel like kind of gets glossed over was Ted Ginn. And maybe I'm speaking a little bit hyperbolically here, but like, dude, Ted Ginn was just lightning. Yes. On the football field. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but Ted Ginn took the opening kickoff of, I'm pretty sure the 07 or 08 national title game to the house. That was the one Chris Leak in Florida won. That was uh, Timmy Tebow's first title. Like Ted Ginn was incredible on the field. Yes. He yeah. was a delight to watch. Now, he is a little bit below what I would consider Reggie Bush to be my like must-watch college football guy. Like I watched every game of that guy's senior season I watched. Yeah. I was like glued to the TV. Uh-huh. Um, but Ted Ginn was one of those guys too where it was just like he really uh had that breakaway speed and he had that gait when he ran where his knees would stick at about 90 degrees uh-huh. and it, he looked like a Oregon horse going down the field, just like galloping. Uh, he also had that punt return for a touchdown against Michigan that I can remember, but like, he's just one of those guys where there's so many moments that just electrified my fandom for college football. It, it, it's dudes like that. Reggie Bush. Uh, I would say Mike Hass, uh some of the dudes, even at Oregon when Dennis Dixon was playing, those guys that were really exciting that made me want to play college football and that made me love the sport so much.
3: DeAnthony Thomas was one for me that I couldn't every time he, he touched the ball, you'd like you got like a little butterfly in your stomach. Like, OK, something wicked could happen here because you never saw somebody. I never remembered seeing somebody that could just change direction on a whim like he could. And he was just and he just would out flat out out outrun everybody, too. So not only was he quick, but he was fast and he had a unique combination of the both just being exquisitely fast and exquisitely quick and agile.
2: And I was super wrong, too, on him. But I'll agree with you on that, even though I'm I'm a known beaver and I do not like the Oregon Ducks. I will admit Um he yeah, was just dude. something else to watch. Oh, yeah, dude. D'Anthony yeah, Thomas was pure entertainment on the field.
3: I remember watching him take one back uh, uh, at the Rose Bowl against yep. Wisconsin.
2: That's right. Uh, I was he... actually at that game. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I was badass. The, I was the
3: engineer uh, 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 getting Isaac and Souk on the, uh, on the radio. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I got to sit in the press box for that one.
2: I will admit, I was super wrong about D'Anthony Thomas. I thought he would definitely work out in the league.
3: Yeah, I, I, I he's just too small.
2: Yeah, just too small. That was kind of the issue. And everybody, uh, too, I saw this trend. Uh, it might have been a month ago, but people saying there was a bunch of Duck fans who were like, man, if people would have used DeAnthony Thomas the right way, he would have been like the second coming of Tyree Kill or he would have been exactly yeah. like Tyree Kill. I was like, dude, Tyree Kill has Olympic speed and yeah. he is jacked like yeah. he is a stout, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. D. Anthony Thomas was just too small. But I, I just I thought the speed would outweigh it, but right. it just wasn't enough, I guess. Yeah.
3: Well, and plus, you know, you've got a lot more dudes in the NFL with that kind of speed, or at least closer to it. Yeah. Um, Another one that was fun, uh, the the Rodgers brothers.
2: Yep. James and Quiz. James and Quiz. I I saw that firsthand. Yeah. James and Quiz were incredibly exciting. I will say that... um, James was like one of the dudes I played with. And I would, uh, I would say he quiz and Kevin Marr at Lake Oswego High School were the only three guys where when they got the ball, you just kind of expected something crazy to happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a lot of guys in sports that even outside of football, that's like, you know, I that's Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Shohei, Shohei Otani coming to the mound. yes, And also coming to the Complete. plate. Yeah. yeah, is you just kind of expect something crazy to happen. Uh, A couple others on here. Somebody texting in Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was a really great one, especially when he was pro for uh, just those couple years when he was really good. But also at Florida, Percy Harvin was, he was pure excitement on the field. Uh, Beaver fan chiming in on the text line 503-250-1080. I thought Steven Pia was unblockable in college. I will tell you Steven Pia was unblockable in college. Um, Steven Pia is another guy I played with. I have a good story about him. Um I I played fullback at Oregon State and uh if you were a fullback, h-back or tight end, you split your time between uh three three ways during the week. Uh three way. Haha. Uh-huh. Wow. Um you split it between tight end meetings, running back meetings, and lineman meetings. Gotcha. And uh, I got to sit in on a lineman meeting during fall camp one time, and they were doing middle drill, which is just basically a glorified Oklahoma with um, the front line and in a back. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had they had a cut of Stephen Paya, and <laughs> the play was basically to double team him, and uh, for the guard and center to double team for the guard to shuck and then move up to the second level and get the backer. And, uh, you know, best laid plans of mice and men, uh-huh. uh, Steven Paya basically took each of them with one arm and just like moved them like an <laughs> Ikea shelf. <laughs> I, I like, I, I'm not, I'm yeah. not exaggerating, dude. He grabbed onto both of them under their breastplates Yeah. And just move them <laughs> back into the yeah. b- Ryan McCants, the running you guys back here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, it was like that. Like, that's what he was saying. So anyway, he does that and uh, we're all watching and uh, Mike Cavanaugh, who is just an incredible offensive line coach and an, uh, a great human being. And one of the funniest people I'll probably ever know in football. He like, he played it and then uh, <laughs> he like plays it, pauses it rewinds it. And he's just like going over and over again to like the jump off point of Steven Pio just punching these dudes in the chest and moving them. And it gets quiet for a minute. And then he goes, he goes, F it. The guy's a freak. (laughs) And then he just goes to the next play. It's
3: like, what are you supposed to do? Oh,
2: there was no learning moment. There was no teaching moment for that. He was just like, guys, a freak. You're not as good as him. Next play. Yeah. But oh, it, it was just, it, it was so good. That was uh that was one of the moments in college football where I realized that like there's hard truths to sports because like when you play in high school, a lot of the times when stuff like that will happen, your coach will try to encourage you to like break through to be better than that. Yeah. You know, everything. it's like, once you get to college, dude, sometimes there's just realities you see on film and your coach sees it mm-hmm. and they're just like, well, look, you're not going to be able to do that. So you need to figure out how that's not going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. Like that happened to me a lot <laughs> early on. Figure something else out. Yeah, like that's <laughs> why when uh, when I would go up against DNs, like I had to just learn if I was coming around the edge as a lead block on and a D end, and the D end was free because it was an off zone read. Like I remember my coach just being like, "Just cut him." He's like, "You're not strong enough." And I was like, "All right." yeah thanks for that vote of confidence, coach. Yeah, like, good <laughs> gosh. Uh, another text, Antoine Randall. Was fun to watch. I do not remember Antoine uh, Randall. L too much dude i don't even know where he went to college at indiana oh did he really yes do you remember him i do yeah, yeah see i think that was over my head let me take a look at old antoine there i do remember him in the pros he was awesome to watch mm-hmm. there but any whoosie those are good i like those but anyway rest in peace career of uh ted ginn you were no longer in the nfl
3: after 14 years we barely knew you.
2: We barely knew. You. That really is kind of the case with Ted Ginn's <laughs> pro career. Like, I remember him at San Francisco, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't remember anything Was it else. right? 14 years? That's a I yeah. That's a – Hell of a career. Hell of a career. Yeah. Well done. All right. Coming up next, we'll uh, revisit some Damian Lillard audio from that presser that took place yesterday, him addressing the rumor from uh, Henry Abbott that he was going to request a trade. Uh, some other stuff about him meeting with uh the old old Shay and Jody, or no, it was him and Billups. But we'll have sound from that coming up next. This is the Sinner and the Saint, a Will and Rust edition on 1080 The Fan. But first, here is uh Rust. The here After
1: investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash
3: across America.
2: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed
3: fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. Ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. Tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter.
2: Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a
0: house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. To be clear
4: and try to get some clarity on it, do you expect to be in a Portland uniform this season? Yeah, I that
2: That is Damien Lillard speaking yesterday during his media availability at the uh, USA men's basketball team practice in Las Vegas. Uh, as we talked about in the first hour, old Dame Dalla was part of a rumor. But I think there still is a little bit of validity to uh from uh True Hoop Blogs Henry Abbott that he, yesterday came out saying Damien Lillard will be requesting a trade from the Portland Trailblazers very soon in the coming days. Dame came out basically said that is not true, uh, then he kind of flipped it on its head a little bit. I will play just part of that sound again for you.
4: Um, but it's it's not true, you know. I'll I start off. Off the rip and say it's not true. I said the last time I spoke to you guys that a lot of things are being said and you know it, it hasn't come from me. So uh, number one is it's not true, um, and secondly, it, I also say that I, I I haven't made any firm decision on you know what my future will be. So
2: okay, so that's the part where um, you should be frightened is that he keeps telling you it's not true. It's not true. Well, let me ask you this. Did you really think that during a press conference that uh, caught the basketball world's attention that Damian Lillard would outright go? Yeah, of course it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I want out, man. Yeah, I do. In fact, I'm going to use this press conference right now to confirm it. Yeah. No. Um, As much as I like that guy, and I think he's a really good person. And I do think so. And I don't think this makes him a bad person. And I don't think it makes him anything other than what he is and what he says he is. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was essentially kind of lying. Yeah. Um the and it's, it's
3: he was about as forthright as he could be he could though. Be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He he was. He was about it. He he hinted at it. Um I I think he's not going to request a trade in the coming days, mm-hmm. but I would guess that probably like we set in the first hour, that, that marker, the draft, mm-hmm. I think that if by the draft, something hasn't happened where, you know, they haven't gotten Ben Simmons. They haven't somehow pulled Carl Anthony towns into town. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. See that one. wow Uh, or they haven't made a really huge splash deal to get some type of all-star player, a kind of uh, all or nothing deal. Um, I I think he will request out this season. Um, He also said, you know, he expects to be in a trailblazers uniform. You heard that Dwight James from NBC sports Northwest, the sound we played coming back here. He said, I expect to be in a trailblazers uh, uniform next year. I expect to be. Yes. Not. Not. I'm going to be in one, please. Yeah. Let's put this to rest. I'm playing for the Portland Trailblazers next season. Okay. No more questions about this. I, that's what should give you the ultimate encouragement. Not, yeah, I expect to be. Yeah. You know, it's well, like saying this. I think it's also the yeah. way that Dwight
3: phrased it too. Cause I think, didn't he also ask, do you expect to be in a Trailblazers?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So but said, again, yeah, I expect to be all you have to do. If you're certain in your head that you will be there yeah. is go, yeah, of course I expect to be, I'm going to be, yeah, I will be playing for the Portland trailblazers next season. Mm-hmm. It's a certainty. Yeah. So I don't want any more questions about it. That would make you feel better here. Here's a really good example, right? Like if I have to go mow the lawn when I get out of this show, because my wife tells me I need to, I can tell you right now that I expect to be mowing the lawn, Yeah. but it might not happen. <laughs> I know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And It it might not happen. It might not. I do that with work too. People send me emails about stuff that they ask me to do things. Mm -hmm. And I tell them not with this word, but one similar to it, which is like, yeah, I expect that to get done blank. I expect to have this done probably by Monday. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm expecting it. Yeah. So you really shouldn't read too much into that. You shouldn't be pissed off at him because he kind of lied and said, No, that it's not true that Henry Abbott report. Because you know, something a guy who is the head of the NBA division of writers for ESPN doesn't just fart a story out like this. There's something behind yeah. it.
3: Well, and everybody's got sources, and yeah. all those sources all talk to different people, and there's lots of people that. Who knows how close some of these sources are to the actual, you know, to Dame or the organization or what have you. Um, you know, and some of these sources may think that they are closer to the situation than they actually are. Who knows? And the thing is, each of these sources, you know, they could be. They're giving the info that to the best of their knowledge, too, and what they see and think and hear. So sure. Who the hell knows.
2: Uh, here is Damien Lillard speaking about wanting to be in a Blazers uniform for the rest of his career.
3: Right
4: now I don't I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, what I can say is my intentions and my heart has always been set on being in a Trailblazers uniform uh, for my entire career. Thanks. But I think you you know over time you you want to win it all. Here you know we saying? go. And I want to win it all in a, mm-hmm. a Trailblazers uniform. Um, but we but, we all have to to be making strides toward that. Right. Okay.
2: So it's basically saying, do something now, yeah. or I'm leaving. He
3: is clearly unhappy with Neil Olshay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. not look. But is a terrifying word. Yeah. It wasn't. And now I would have felt differently about this mm-hmm. if he would have gone. I want to be in a trail. I want to be in a Trailblazers uniform for the rest of my career, mm-hmm. and to me, ma- you know. And, uh, the only way I'm going to feel good about that or, and I think the best way for that to happen, for me to realize my dreams and the best way for this to happen would be if we make urgent moves, not, but we have to do this because yes. what comes after, but it's but the, we need to be more urgent because otherwise I'm going to leave. Yes. And again, I know I'm putting words in his mouth and everything, and I know that you can get as pissed off as you want about this. (laughs) 503-250-1080 and text and tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I'm I'm ruining the team because as a media member, I'm trying to speak things into existence and I'm being completely negative and everything. (laughs) But, you know, something it's the old adage that we all follow where there's smoke. There's probably a fire. Yeah. And there has been smoke for the past three months, this entire off season, yeah. whether it's been a bungled hire of a head coach that the fan base didn't really want that, by the way, you didn't really have to hire. Cause let's be honest, unless it's somebody who's completely incompetent, the coach really doesn't matter all that much. Yeah. Uh, a GM who has lied to your face three times in public or the fact that your owner is out, you know, she's checked out. She doesn't care. Yeah. Um, there are so many of these signs coming up now that the very fact your star player has to take time out of practicing for the Olympics to address a rumor and then also not completely squash it saying things like this is completely untrue. I don't know where it came from. I'm giving you an assurance right now in the next two years, I will be on the Portland Trailblazers and I'll follow through with my contract. Yeah. It's just, it's an untenable situation. It is, it is. So I mean, I don't know, man.
3: The guy's great. I wish I could say I had confidence in Neil Olshie to get a deal done that's no. big enough to to make this happen, but I I yeah. have zero confidence.
2: No, I don't either. I mean, it's. I mean, let's be honest, it's not going to happen. He's not going to move on from CJ because mm-hmm. he's too proud of yeah. the fact that he drafted him. And yep. I, you know, he still thinks he's right. Yeah, he still thinks he's right. I honestly, I would love to be proven wrong on this. And if I am, I'll come back here and say I'm an idiot and I, I don't really care yeah. because honestly, it, that would be the most stunning thing ever. Yeah. If he actually pulled off something that wasn't like, hey, we got PJ Tucker. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I had to trade CJ and Robert Covington, but we got PJ yeah. Tucker. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be the most Neil O'Shea thing to do? <laughs> like, get PJ Tucker and try to convince you that, like, it was a steal. It's a steal.
3: <laughs> I don't know. What's What are some other former Clippers that might be out there available? <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> hey, got we got Reggie guys. Jackson. You remember how good he was in the Western Conference Finals? Uh, I got Reggie Jackson. Man. I had to give up CJ two players in future pick, but yeah. we got him. Yeah.
3: Major upgrade.
2: Major upgrade. <laughs> hey, I traded Dame for Ben Simmons and a ham sandwich. (laughs) And let me tell you something. That was boar's head ham.
3: Yeah, that's some good ham.
2: It's really good ham. (laughs) I'm talking Christmas dinner ham. (laughs) Honey baked. Honey baked ham. All right, coming up next, we are going to examine what y'all should watch this weekend. It's one to watch on Sinner and Saints, Will and Rust edition, 1080 The Fan. (laughs) Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition?
1: Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins, and increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson, are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's What to Watch on The Sinner and the Saint
2: on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's What's a Watch. Watch my encore audio and video. This Saturday, I will be watching game five of the NBA Finals and hopefully Chris Paul will not choke.
3: Yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching this one. I hope the sun's bounced back. I hate that one of the things that bugs me about this is that the momentum has shifted squarely. Home court has held.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? I mean, Hope it goes seven, man. I like both of these teams. This is probably the first finals where I don't have like a visceral hate for one of the teams. Uh-huh. I like both of them. I like Giannis. Giannis had a really good response. We don't have time to play, but Giannis had a really good response to a reporter where he basically was like, Look, if you focus on the past, that's about your ego. Which I love. That's mm-hmm. that is golden advice. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's what I'm watching in sports. What about you? Uh, I think this evening we're
3: doing an outdoor movie out front again. And oh, the, yeah. The child has requested that we watch Space Jam. Again? Space Jam. So, yeah.
2: Dude, count them. So, count how many corporate sponsorships are in that movie. Uh,
3: I'll, I'll it's try quite to a bit. A
2: and LeBron James cannot act.
3: Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> Not for a second.
2: <laughs> were you like going into that's, it and you're like,
3: that's one of the least surprising things ever?
2: This is going to be it. This is his breakthrough <laughs> role <Oscar>. as himself. <laughs> Oh man, he's self-deprecating self-deprec- in the movie. I will tell you that. That's good. Like he he understands that like he's an athlete, and act you know he's an athlete acting in a movie as himself, and well, that's good. So anyway, um, I have no idea what the hell I'm gonna watch outside of sports this weekend, but I'm sure my wife will get us to binge on something.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can keep trying to figure out a new show to watch together.
2: What's the last thing you binged?
3: Uh, I've been watching Good Girls. Ooh. Uh I just—I'm about. I think I just started the second season on that one. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I got a good one for you. You got Netflix? Yes. Watch Sex Life.
3: Okay. Gotcha.
2: Do it. Put the kids away. Yeah. But watch <laughs> Sex Life. <laughs> gotcha. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not sure what will happen next week. Luke will be out, but thanks for hanging out with us here on this Saturday. For Jeff Rust, I am Will Darkins. Bye-bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.